Welcome to the As the Leader Grows podcast. I am your host, Ken Jocelyn. I truly believe that everyone has something incredible to offer this world, but we too often get in our own way. We let the noise of this world crush our confidence and rob us of our focus. We let people and circumstances influence how we lead ourselves and how we lead others. The good news, you're not alone, and the change you desire is not out of reach. It's just on the other side of your decision to grow. A decision to grow into the leader that you're meant to be. If you're ready to build the confidence, gain the clarity, and create the community you deserve, you have landed in the right spot, and now is your time to grow. Hey, what's up, fam? Welcome to another episode of As the Leader Grows. I am your host, Ken Jocelyn, and I am super excited. It's football season. I'm a Michigan fan, so it's a great day to be a Michigan Wolverine. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) I do want to talk a little bit about football. I want to talk about something over the past couple weeks that absolutely – Blew me away, and then just kind of the conversation I had with myself afterwards. So it was the Saturday of the Michigan-Ohio game. No, we don't call them Ohio State. We just call them Ohio. Um, beat them three years in a row, by the way. So I was with a good friend down at Fado's in Atlanta watching the Michigan game. Got in the car, driving back from Atlanta to Birmingham, and I was watching slash listening to the end of the Auburn-Alabama game. So if any of you guys are Auburn or Alabama fans, you're going to get this big time. If you're an Auburn fan, please don't cut the podcast off. You need to hear what I'm going to say in just a couple minutes. So at the very end of the game, for some of you guys that either may not be college football fans or you're not Auburn or Alabama fans, let me fill you in on what happened. So the end of the game, Alabama comes back. It literally looks like Auburn's got them beat. They're in Auburn. Auburn's a huge underdog. And Alabama is fourth in goal from the 31-yard line. Now, I'm watching the game. I'm a 55-year-old man. And I'm sitting there having this conversation in my head thinking, don't let the wide receivers get behind you. Keep everything in front of you. And if you're a football fan at all, you know anything about football. I'm literally, I tell people all the time, I'm 55. There's no way you're scoring a touchdown on me right there. I can't even... Obviously, athletically, never compete with these guys. But you're, you're not going to get behind me. So the play goes. Alabama, you know, they snap the ball. Monroe, their, their quarterback kids. Jalen Monroe's back. They're three-man rush. They're rolling around, rolling around, scrambling. He steps up. He throws a pass in the left-hand corner of the end zone. Alabama receiver goes up, catches it, comes down two feet inbounds. Touchdown. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm going nuts in the car. I'm not an Alabama fan nor an Auburn fan. I don't have a dog in the hunt. I don't really care. But I am livid that Auburn lost that game. The fans, they were showing, you know, ESPN's Roman. It's probably one of the first times you've ever seen Nick Saban outside of a national championship game smile and kind of lose it for just a minute because he's a stoic of an individual and as a coach as you've ever seen. They're showing the poor Auburn fans, and you've got these 20-some-odd-year-old girls, and they're weeping. Guys face-painted, bodies-painted, Auburn fans weeping. I mean, they just 
have lost a game that they should have never lost. As a matter of fact, I heard the odds a week later, I heard the odds that Auburn was a 99.6% favorite to win that game on that last play of the game. First and goal from the 30, I mean, fourth and goal from the 31 yard line. Literally, it's touchdown or you lose. And they had a 0.04% chance, less than 1% chance to win that game. Well, the next week, I'm watching game day, and they're interviewing Eli Gold. And this is what I want to focus in on today. For all of you guys that are listening to this podcast, entrepreneurs, leaders, listen, this quote, I believe, is going to help you today. So they're interviewing Eli Gold. He's the radio voice for Alabama football. If you know anything about you know, Alabama, obviously they're, they're, they're a dynasty. Not a Nick Saban fan, only because he was at Michigan State before he went to LSU and before he went to Alabama. Obviously, I'm a Michigan guy. Um, I'm not a big fan of Little Brother or any of their former coaches. Um, but let's just be honest. He is hands down the greatest college football coach that's ever lived. And they're interviewing Eli Gold, and he's they're talking about that fourth and 31 play and the 99.6% chance that Alabama has to lose that game. And this is what Eli Gold said. He said, I've seen enough of this team to never count them out. I've seen enough of this team to never count. Even when the odds were so stacked against them, less than a 1% chance to win the game, Eli Gold said, I've seen enough of this team to never count them out. I heard him say that quote, and then I heard God say, ask me this question. He said, Ken, can your friends say the same thing about you? Can the people that you know say the same thing about you? When you're down, when your back's against the wall, when it looks like there is absolutely no way you can pull it out, would your friends say about you? Man, I've seen enough about Ken. I know enough about Ken in his life to know that I can never Count him out. So you listen to this podcast today. I want to ask you that question. Have your friends, the people that you do business with, the people that work for you, your family, your spouse, your kids, your loved ones, your friends, your boys, your girls, have they seen enough of you to know that they can never count you out? As soon as I heard that quote, I just really felt like God was saying, Ken, can your friend say the same thing about you? I picked my phone up. I've got a quotes and concepts, ideas. It's a Google doc that's it's several years old. There's about 50, 60 pages. And every time I get a thought or an idea or a concept or something I want to teach on, it goes in here. I'm actually looking at the doc right now on my, on my iMac. I've seen enough about this team or seen enough of this team to never count them out. So the question is, can the people that know you say the same thing about you? So once I wrote that quote down and I was asking myself and kind of processing through this question, I started writing down and thinking about the characteristics that Eli Gold saw in the Alabama football team. Some of the things that Nick Saban instills in his players and in his staff. And when I started thinking about this, it literally lines up with what I teach probably for the past three and a half years. When it comes to incremental, not monumental, small daily discipline decisions over time 
always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you when you do the right things every single day. That's how I've lost almost 85 pounds. Literally, my before and after picture now, I stepped off the Peloton a couple weeks ago, stepped off the Peloton, snapped a picture, and then I put it against my before and after from six months or a year ago, and I'm like, dang, I've lost even more weight. And I put it up there, and it is mind-blowing, the difference. As a matter of fact, it's to the point, guys, where when people see my before and after picture, they question whether it's really me in the other picture, in the before picture. They're like, there's no way. I heard it several times this past week in Atlanta at the Aspire Conference. There's no way that's you. My dude, it's me. I promise you, it's me. 85 pounds and three and a half, four years later, man, I feel like a million bucks. But what were the characteristics that Eli Gold saw in the Alabama team? The things he knew that they had and the things that he knew that Nick Saban had instilled into his team. Number one, discipline. Number one was discipline. Man, listen, if you're not driving down the road listening to this podcast and you've got a pen and you've got a notebook or some paper, I want you to pick your pen up right now and write these things down. Number one's discipline. When we talk about incremental, not monumental, small daily discipline decisions over time always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you. As a matter of fact, success can't not only escape you, it will chase you down. It will run you down if you will do the right things every single day. They were disciplined. Listen, they didn't make their mind up. I was listening to my good friend, David Shands. I was on his Instagram live this morning and he was on his uh, morning, like Monday morning call. He does a coaching call throughout the week. And I heard somebody talking about, and David asked him this question, well, what do you have to accomplish today? Because he was talking about what he had accomplished this weekend. And I heard the guy stutter for just a second and then stammer. And this was like 7.30 this morning. And it was about 8, 8.30 because I just finished my coaching call. And I thought to myself, he doesn't know because he didn't do the work. He didn't prep the night before. When I'm talking about discipline, I'm talking about the night before. And for those of you guys that can see this video, I'm talking about goals, gratitude, affirmations, top three in the morning. But the night before, this is the magic. The night before, taking your planner and knowing exactly where every minute of tomorrow is going to be spent. Because listen, your, your, your greatest commodity that you have isn't your money in your checkbook or in your checking account or your savings account. It's not in your watch, your car, your homes, your jewelry, any of your assets. Even if you've got a uh, recurring revenue, if you've got investment properties that are making you money or, or crypto or whatever it is you're involved in, the greatest asset that you have is your time. Because when you spend your time, it's gone forever. You can you can spend money and go make more money, but if you spend your time, it is gone forever. And literally, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have the guys put a screenshot up right here of, for those of you guys watching this on Instagram, my little reels, I'm going to have them put a screenshot of my calendar up so you know exactly what my calendar looks like. My four color codes, green, blue, yellow, red, blue, personal time. It's my personal development. So from 4 a.m. to 7, 7.30 a.m., it's me time. It's my quiet time. It's my worship time. It's my goals, gratitude, affirmations. It's my gym time. It's podcast time. It's audible time. Listen, I just dropped this morning four books every man should read. I've read them all in the last 10 months. Three of them I've read in the last two and a half months. 
What are the four books every man needs to listen to? So I've got personal development time on my calendar. I've got it tomorrow. I've got an appointment with Maxine, my therapist here in Birmingham. It's at noon tomorrow. It's blue on my calendar because that is Ken's personal development time. Anything I do to get better, anything I do to become the better version of myself. Green is where I make money, man. There's a lot of sales times and a lot of sales calls on this call. As a matter of fact, this weekend, I was already setting up appointments to fill about four hours of my day for sales calls. We've got Create coming up with myself, John Maxwell, Erwin McManus, uh, Randy Garn, Gary Brecka, um, Amy Lacey, my good friend Marie Cosgrove. We've got some phenomenal communicators coming in for three days, uh, March the 14th, 15th, and 16th in Atlanta for Create. So discipline. So I've got blue, green, yellow is where I work on my business. Not in my business. Red is where I spend time with people that I love. So discipline, number one. He saw the characteristic of discipline. He knew that the Alabama football team was disciplined. Let me say this to you guys real quick. Do you know what the Auburn team wasn't? They weren't disciplined. How do you know they weren't disciplined? Because that, because that, that defensive back let a receiver get behind him. You know, I knew at 55 and I've told a million friends, listen, at 55 years old, there's no way that kid for Alabama is ever catching that touchdown pass in front of me or behind me. Why? Because I'm not going to let him get behind me. And when that ball's in the air, if I turn around and he's got a step on me, especially in college, I'm going to tackle his ass or I'm going to push him out of bounds because that's just a 15-yard penalty. We don't lose the game. Discipline, number one. Number two, they never quit. They absolutely never quit. Roll back about seven or eight weeks ago when Alabama was at home in Tuscaloosa. I live in Birmingham, so Tuscaloosa is about 45, 50 minutes away. Alabama has Texas come in and visit, and Texas thoroughly annihilated them in, in on their own field. I think it was the first loss at home in two or three years for Alabama. And the, and the crazy thing about it was, was Jalen Monroe, the quarterback for Alabama. Now, last week or week before last, Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship. And I watched Jalen Monroe, and he was a completely different quarterback now than he was six or seven weeks ago against Texas. So they never quit. They would, they refused to give up. The third thing is, write this down, they stuck with the process. They knew what the process was. And again, Jalen Monroe, you watch his development over the last six, seven weeks of the season, and you see the progress every every week. You see him getting better and better and better. Are you committed to becoming 1% better every single day? It's why inside of our planner, the second half of the day, we have wins, 1% better. How can I get 1% better today? What can I do to get better for tomorrow? Wins, 1% better. Goals, again, for the second time, and then our scoreboard. So discipline, they never quit. They stuck with the process. This is the important thing. They focused on each individual play. They locked in to what was right in front of them. Now, imagine if I hop on this podcast and I've got text messages coming through or I'm trying to answer an email or I'm taking notes or I'm over here in my one line journal trying to do some things like I have to focus on what what's right in front of me. I can't do anything about tomorrow. I can't do anything about my 11 a.m. appointment or my three o'clock appointment today. It's Monday. The only thing I can do is focus on what? What I've got right in front of me. When Alabama was losing that game to Auburn and they were down by more than a touchdown, they didn't focus on the, the 
10 plays ahead. They focus on what do we have to do? How can we be disciplined? How can we not quit? And how can we focus on the process from this, the very next play that's in front of me? A lot of us get so focused on things that are in the future that we lose track or we lose touch with the most important thing, which is what? What's right in front of us. So some of the characteristics that Eli Gold saw in the team that caused him to say, I've seen enough of this team to never count them out. And if your friends can't say that about you, if your employees, if your family, if the people that are closest to you, your community, your circle, your corner, can't say that about you, look at these four areas and every single day, how can I get 1% better in my discipline? How can I get 1% better in never quitting? And maybe it's not even that you just don't physically quit. Maybe it's mentally you go, nope, I'm not thinking that thought anymore. How can you get 1% better in sticking with the process? How can you get 1% better on focusing on the very next thing in front of you? Not all this stuff, because listen, sometimes I'm, I am juggling and juggling and juggling. And again, that's how my brain works. But sometimes I can be in a conversation or on a podcast and my brain's over here thinking about something completely different. How can I lock in and focus on the next play? Eli Gold, he said, I've seen enough of this team to never count them out. How many of your friends and relationships can say the same thing about you? There are a lot of people who have great goals. They probably even, some of you guys listen to this podcast, you may even have great mindset, but you really don't know how to even to how be, how to begin your day. I want to take you over to grossstatdrive.com forward slash planner, grossstatdrive.com forward slash planner. It is, it, it's our planner. There's a QR code in the very front that will give you about a seven minute video where I explain to you how I use my planner, how I lean into the concept of incremental, not monumental. And how I've used it not only to build a seven-figure business in just two years, but how I've used it to drop about 85 pounds. I've seen enough of this team to know that I can never count them out. Can your friends and those closest to you say the same thing about you? Guys, thanks for joining me again for another episode of As the Leader Grows. As always two things. Number one, if you would, if you'll subscribe, hit that subscribe button over there. I mean, like mash that subscribe button, stay connected and involved in what we're doing. Leave us a five-star review. And the last thing is, if you would um, snap a screenshot as you're listening to this podcast, share that on your Instagram page, tag me at Ken Jocelyn, and I'll give you some love. I'll share that over on my Instagram page as well. But guys, I've seen enough, man, this quote is so good. I've seen enough of this team to know that I will, that I could never count them out. Can people say the same thing about you? And if they can't, it's okay. Work on your discipline, work on never quitting, work on sticking with the process and focusing on the next play. What does that look like? And I'm telling you, if you do that over the next 30 days, you'll look up and you'll look back in 30 days and you won't even recognize who you are. Can't wait to see you guys on another episode of As the Leader Grows. Have a blessed week. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in to the As the Leader Grows podcast. My heart is always to add value to others on their journey to becoming the best version of themselves. If this episode did that for you, please subscribe, like, and share. 
Also, as a thank you for listening, please visit book.growstackdrive.com to get a free digital copy of my Amazon best-selling book, As the Leader Grows. Tune back in often and continue your journey of growth, whether it is here or elsewhere. The best investment you can make as a leader 